Hello and welcome to CFFC, a tactical view where we take a look at the on-field tactics of the Chicago Fire Football Club. My name is Chapin Zeal. I appreciate you joining me today. If you haven't done so already, please make sure you uh, you subscribe to the podcast, give it a rating, give it a review, and make sure you share it with your friends to help get it out to a broader audience and get more followers for me. I would appreciate it. Yet again, there have been no new written reviews, so if you haven't done so, I would greatly appreciate it. If you could get on and just type out a few words for me, give me five stars, give me four stars, whatever you feel I deserve, it would be greatly appreciated. So, we are going to look back at May 28th, where the Chicago Fire took on Toronto FC up at BMO Field in Toronto, Fire came out in their usual 4-2-3-1 with Gaga in goal. And then Sekulich Tehran filling in for Amsberg. Shehos and Navarro right to left in the in the defensive line. Federico Navarro and Gaston Jimenez as your defensive mids. And then you had starting along the the forward three midfielders, you had Jairo Torres out on the right with Shakiri in the middle and Chris Mueller on the left and Casper Shabilko playing as the number nine. So it was good to see Chris Mueller and Jairo Torres out on the field at the same time, both starting uh, alongside Shakiri and Shabilko, who have been starting most of the season. So good to see your your four... Your four big acquisitions uh, coming in, not necessarily coming into the season, but your four acquisitions uh, during the season, good to see them on, on the field. And I feel like they, even though the Fire ended up losing 3-2 in this match, I feel like there was, uh, there was a lot of... There was a lot to be a lot to be appreciated by by what they were doing in the attack. So... Jumping into the match now, we are going to get into the 13th minute and Toronto will take a free kick along the right sideline just inside their attacking half and they end up playing it backwards, work it over to the left-hand side, build up from, from in their defensive half and work it back along to the right-hand side. And then they're able to to work it forward into the attacking half, make a make a couple of passes across the face of the penalty box to get onto the left hand side. One touch into the penalty box with a and then a a hard shot low low and hard to Gaga's right. He got down and got a hand on it, but unfortunately it was a little bit too powerful for him to to be able to keep it out. And the fire go down early, 1-0 in the 13th minute, which is pretty disappointing because only only 13 minutes in, I know, but at that point the the fire it was basically playing in their attacking half the the whole time, and this was uh, basically in the first 15-20 minutes the only time that Toronto were able to get out of their defensive half and actually actually uh, have some sort of attack. So then into the 25th minute, Toronto get a good counterattack 
and they they play across from just inside the penalty box, and it was deflected by Shehos. Gaga saved it out for a corner. So after after the few matches that Gaga had, where he made some mistakes and and uh, and letting some shots in that he he definitely should have saved. I feel like like this match against Toronto, he was he was much better. Yes, he gave up. The fire gave up three goals, but at the same time, they were not. They weren't the they weren't the same style of same type of mistakes that he was making in the previous couple of matches. So good to see, good to see him bouncing back uh, in in this match. So then into the 28th and in 29th minute, the fire build up from their defensive half, worked it along to the left hand side to Shakiri. He played a low cross in from a little bit off of the left-hand corner of the penalty box into Federico Navarro, who took a first-time shot, and it was blocked, and then the the ball came right back to him. He collected and took another shot, but unfortunately that one went off target. So probably not the ideal the ideal candidate to have inside the penalty box taken on a shot like that. But at the same time, good to see the fire at least getting forward and and putting a little bit of pressure on the on the Toronto back line. So that more or less wraps up the the rest of the first half. It was very one sided in the in favor of the fire in terms of possession. The fire had fifty seven percent to forty three percent for Toronto. The fire outshot them six to two. But the the main stat, the shots on target, Toronto had two, the fire had nil. So Toronto goes into the half up one nil from the 13th minute opener. So then into the second half in the 48th minute, the fire went a throw in along the attacking half or in their attacking half along the right hand side. It was switched out to the left to Mueller who plays a ball to his left to Miguel Navarro, who was making an overlapping run. He crossed it into the penalty box, a really nice ball to Shakiri. He got uh, kind of got a sideways, sideways shot at it. It was a little bit of a difficult, it was a good ball, but a difficult ball for him to, him to try taking first time. And he took it off the volley, a little bit of a weak shot, and and more or less straight at the keeper and, Saved, saved pretty comfortably for him. So, little, little bit of maybe a missed opportunity to to work the ball that well inside into inside of the penalty box. But at the same time, again, to as I was saying about some different, a couple different plays in the first half. Good to see him getting a lot of pressure on the on the Toronto defense and really making really making them them sweat a little bit. So. Then we roll just a couple minutes later into the the 51st minute. The Fire have a good spell of possession, and it ends up with Jairo Torres in the left-hand channel, and he he takes a couple dribbles backwards, turns around, one touches forward into space, and takes a shot on from about 35 yards out. Unfortunately, it was saved and went out for a corner. But it was at least on target. It was a long shot. 
caught the uh caught the keeper off guard a little bit but he was he was able to able to stick with it as the ball as the ball was in flight and and punch it out for a corner but on the ensuing corner in the 52nd minute it was played short and the uh, uh the ball was put into the far post and fire got their head on it got knocked around a couple couple of times Toronto were unable to to clear it. Shakiri collected it, dribbled down to the left-hand corner of the penalty box to the end line, put the ball up nice and soft right in front of goal, and Carlos Tehran jumps up, heads it high and hard into the back of the net to score, to, to level the match 1-1. So uh, good... Good to see that from the fire, not giving up off, you know, off of, off of the corner when it's, it's the ball. Again, it kind of deflected around. It was kind of a broken, a broken play. So you weren't really sure how they were going to, how they were going to handle it, but they, they, they kept with the ball and they were able to, again, Shakir was able to collect it and put a really nice ball in right in front of that. It would have been, it would have been horrific if if anyone would have not put that put that ball on target it was it was too easy it was too easy to miss so good for the fire tying it back up in the 52nd minute there so then in the 64th minute the fire are in possession of the ball they play it outright to shakiri and he plays the ball inside to Sekulic about 20 yards out uh, in the right-hand channel, just to, so just outside of the penalty box, in between that space of the winger and the and the number nine. And he had plenty of space around him, but decides to cross the ball into the box, and it got headed out. Granted, it was for a corner. But at the same time, I feel like he, he, in that situation, I feel like if he could have taken just one, one, maybe two touches into the box and try pulling one of the, one of the defenders towards him, maybe there would have been a better opportunity for a shot on target. It's been one of my gripes all, all season is if, if we are within, if we're within about 30 yards of of the end line just go ahead and cross it in just go ahead and cross it in where i feel like if he could have t- again taken that touch forward maybe t- had a couple of passes inside the penalty box move the defenders around a little bit maybe a little bit better opportunity to actually score so then in the 65th rolling into the 66th minute Toronto take a free or take a goal kick long and the Fire are able to win it and start an attack along the left-hand side. Mueller plays the ball to Shakiri along the left-hand sideline who makes uh who plays a pass to Miguel Navarro making an inverted run this time who drags a couple defenders with him. Plays the ball back to Shakiri. He touches a touches inside to just off the left hand corner of the penalty box, where he likes to play those crosses in from. Puts the ball in. Gaston Jimenez, who had made a run forward, gets his head on it from about the six yard line, the the goal box, and has it backwards back into more into play. 
and into the path of Casper Shabilko making a crashing run, and he takes a shot off the half volley, drives it into the ground, and it bounces flaming high into the top left-hand corner of the goal to put the fire up 2-1 over Toronto in the 66th minute. So the announcer, I'm pretty sure, said it was 70 total days since Casper Shabilko last scored. I know he was he was out injured with his with his uh, back injury for some of that, and I know I have I have defended him in the past, but you you definitely need your number nine to score. I know there are many many other things that that number nines do in the in the game in terms of dropping in to create space in terms of linking up with your midfield and and fullbacks making runs forward and he does all uh, does a great job with all of that he just needs to start scoring and i think i think he will he it'll be a a great a great fit for for both him and the fire he just needs to start scoring like he did on this on this beautiful finish and it's the it's the type of finish that I feel like only only your number nine, only your striker is going to be able to pull off. So then, unfortunately, just a couple minutes later, in the 68th minute, Federico Navarro commits a foul on the edge of the fire penalty box. And then, after a couple minutes, and VAR interceding to let the ref know you may want to you may want to double check that. Head on over to the monitor, and the the decision was made that the foul was actually committed inside of the penalty box. So Toronto get a get a penalty off of it and. Unfortunately, it was the correct call. The the player's right foot was just literally just inside of the penalty box while the rest of his body and the ball and the the actual foul took place outside of the penalty box, but the player is technically in it, his foot's in it. So it is a penalty. And in that situation, I feel like Federico needs to I feel like he needs to be more aware of the situation. He went in hard. It was it was very physical. So and and it, again in that situation where you're at on the field, he's moving he in that moment he was moving he was coming across goal but he was moving away from the end line and moving away from goal. So I feel like it was a, a silly silly penalty to end up giving up. So then in this so in the 71st minute they finally are able to take the shot and Gaga goes to his left he commits and the shot goes straight down the middle to level it back up to 2 in the 71st unfortunately so then we roll ahead in the 78th minute Federico Navarro turns the ball over in the defensive half and Toronto are able to counter quickly and they play a ball so he turns it over on the on the fire's left hand side so in the in the attack Toronto are tagging up their right hand side they play it into the middle and the goal scorer is able to dribble past three fire players 
who are more or less standing and and watching, not getting too involved. And he takes a shot from just outside of the penalty box, off the bottom of the crossbar, and in. Hits the it hit the the back of the of the goal stand and bounced out. So there was a little bit of confusion, but it definitely went in. It was it was an absolute beautiful shot. Um, no no chance for Gaga to to get a hand on it or or really make any type of any type of play on it. I again I feel as I said a minute ago I feel like the issue was was the not only Navarro giving the ball up he he dribbled forward trying to do too much in a moment where the fire just needed to needed to retain possession control the match Dribbled forward, lost the ball, and again that quick counter. They the fire were unable to fully recover and organize defensively. Dribbled by three players, again who who more or less. I don't know if I don't know if they were all assuming the the next one is gonna gonna cut him off, but I I feel like he had. He had a the Toronto in general had a pretty easy. Easy time making that shot happen. The shot again was 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 an absolute worldie. Nothing you can do about the shot is preventing the shot is is just preventing the shot in in general. That's what it comes down to. So then in the eighty second minute, the last real chance the fire have they have a counter attack. It ends up with Shabilko playing a through ball. To Shakiri on the left-hand side, he touches into the penalty box and unfortunately shoots wildly off target. So in my eyes, a little bit of a missed opportunity to be able to to be able to to get a point back in the match that that they were winning, and then and then gave up that that penalty goal. So okay, not the worst thing in the world. Now you go from three points down to one point. Oh, but we'll wait just a few minutes and give up the game-winning goal to now walk away from the match with zero points, which is unfortunately becoming quite the quite the the point haul from from the fire lately. You're, if you are a betting individual, you are you are ridiculous for taking the win because it's not going to happen. But I guess one day when it does happen, you'll you'll probably hit big on it. But it's been it's been a tough tough go, tough couple of months here as as a, a fire fan. So. One thing I will say about this match, again, I had started with it when I was going through the starting lineup with Torres, Shakiri, Mueller, and Shabilko all on the pitch at the same time. And that front four is, is extremely, extremely fluid. You never quite know who is going to pop up where, who's going to be doing what when. They they're all they're all moving around. There there was a time in the first half 
And it lasted for, I think it was between about the 20th and 26th minute where you had Jairo Torres who, who started out on the right. He switched out with Mueller and moved over to the left, Mueller on to the right. And they played that way again for about six minutes or so. And there were times where Torres was in the middle, Shakiri on the right, Mueller stayed on left. There were times where Mueller was in the middle, Shakiri was on the left. Times where Mueller was on the right, Torres in the middle, Shakiri on the left. Shabilko in the middle, Shakiri up top. So that front four, I, I, they're, they're fluid. They're, they were fun to watch. Mueller and Torres really press up those wings. They do a good job of working the ball into dangerous areas. They're good with the ball at their feet, dribbling past defenders, using their speed, using their touch. So it's, it's, there was some, some, some hope, some promise to, to the attack. And in terms of, in terms of, of final, final match stats, the fire dominated possession 63% to 37%, which Toronto were basically you could you could tell from basically from minute one they were they were willing to give up possession they were not too concerned about it and more or less concerned about hitting hitting on the counterattack which they did which they did pretty effectively so so then when you have 63% possession you're obviously going to outpass the, the your opponent and the fire outpassed them with a accuracy of 81%, 456 completed out of 566 total. Toronto only have three only having 336 total with a 73% possess, or accuracy. So obviously the fire just dominating the ball, dominating the the tempo of the play. But the main stat that sticks out to me is is shots. So the fire had nine shots on target out of a possible 33, 33 total attempts. I know that's been a complaint of mine is not getting enough shots. And there was no lack of shots from the fire in this match. But unfortunately, only nine were on target where you look at Toronto's stats in terms of in terms of shots on target they had 3 shots on target 4 total shots 3 shots on target 3 goals 4 total shots so there is there is there's there's that fine line not necessarily 33 to 4 but there's that fine line between Taking shots and being wasteful with shots. Toronto didn't need the ball. Toronto didn't need to pass like crazy because when they got the ball in front of the net, they put the ball in the back of the net. And that is, that's one thing, again, one of the many things that I have complained about with the fire is their, their amount of shots they're able to, they're able to get. But also their their selection of shots. So you had thirty three total shots, which is which is great. 
again, unfortunately, only nine nine on target. But you had 13 total shots blocked. 13 shots blocked, which means you are not in a good position to take that shot. You have a defender between you and the goal blocking your your angle, blocking your view, blocking your, your path to goal. So when you are having more shots blocked than you are getting on target, in my in my humble opinion, that is that is not a good position to be in. I've got no problem if in this situation you've got 33 shots, nine on target, and 11, uh, 11 off target. The fire had 11 off target in this match. I don't have a problem with 11 off target. You're going you're gonna to miss opportunities. You're going to miss chances. It happens. But to have 13 of your shots blocked... In my again, in my humble opinion, means you're just you're just swinging your leg back, hoping hoping for something to happen. Which again, it needs to. I like the I like the the aggressiveness going forward, but the the selection needs to improve. So now we look ahead to June 18th. There is a international break for a couple of weeks here. June 18th, up at Soldier Field, 7 o'clock. You can watch this on Unimas, 2DN, and the Chicago Fire app, where the Chicago Fire will be taking on, once again, DC United, who they were able to get the better of 2-0 earlier in the season, and I have my fingers crossed, my toes crossed, that the fire are able to to finally break this winless streak and get another one over DC United, which I feel like I know I said it last week and it didn't happen, but I feel like a win a, another win against DC is definitely possible. You look at you look at them kind of in a in a general general view, they are not they are not performing much better than the fire right now. The fire have 11 total points sitting rock bottom, rock bottom of the supporters shield and the East while DC have uh, only 14 points and just one spot above the fire in the East. So they're and they're on a, they're on a tough run right now as well. They've been losing, drawing, losing, drawing so just like Toronto, they were they were in a place to to for the fire to to go out and get a victory. DC United is definitely a team that the fire can that the fire should be able to to get some to get some goals on and again hopefully come out with the victory. So DC they they defensively they are just as they have been just as or they are just as porous as the fire have been they've given up 23 total goals compared to the fire's 20 but the main difference the main issue that the fire have had all season is scoring goals they only have 13 on the season while DC 
DC again only had they only have 17 so they're in terms of in terms of goals for goals against it's a pretty pretty comparable side and comparable in in a lot of their stats in passing in possession in in um shots and shots on target a a a pretty relatively relatively equal side to the fire with how the fire have been playing so again i feel like they are a side that the fire should be able to go out and get 3 points as long as you have that front four playing like they were and just taking uh better better shot selections rather than the the hopeful ones they have been taking and I know Tehran has been playing well, but I personally would like to see Amsberg back in back in the mix. He's got a couple of weeks to get ready. So hopefully he will be back. I believe he was out for health and safety protocol. So he should be back and in action for that match. So looking forward to it. It's a match, again, that the Fire need to win. I'm not saying it's a must-win or the season's over, but it's a need to win. Otherwise, I'm going to start losing more and more interest. So don't forget, it is June 18th, 7 o'clock, up at Soldier Field, the Chicago Fire take on DC United, Unimas, 2DN, and the Chicago Fire app. So once again, like I said at the top, if you have not done so, please, please, please don't make me beg. Go on, leave a rating, leave a leave a written review. I will read it out and give you a personal shout out right here on the podcast for everyone to hear. It helps grow the podcast. Make sure to share it on, on whatever social media you would prefer. I would appreciate it. Go Fire! <laughs>